You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Well, hey, hey, everybody, this is Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. You all, we are in episode 89 today, and we are continuing in our Communication 101 series. And I hope that this series has really been helping you in your relationships. Of course, I pray that it's been helping you in your marriage or in your romantic relationships, but I also pray that it has been helping you in your normal, everyday relationships, your relationships with coworkers and friends and children and parents and everybody, because these principles can and should be used in every relationship that you're in. All right, you guys, well, we are in the middle of a podcast review contest. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard me give you all the deets about this podcast review contest that we're in. And many of you are already submitting your reviews, which I am so thankful for. I so appreciate that. And just to bring you up to speed, in case you weren't aware of the review contest, you still have time to enter. So what we're doing is if you give this podcast a review on Apple Podcasts, and email me at info at danashay.com. That's I-N-F-O at danashay, D-A-N-A-C-H-E.com. And let me know that you've submitted a review. I am going to enter you into a contest where you can win a $50 Amazon gift card. That's right. Just a little special thing that I'm doing to say thank you to those of you who listen to this podcast and those of you who take the extra time to let me know and let everybody else know who's listening to this podcast what you think. So again, make sure that you submit those reviews. We are going to announce the winner live on next week's podcast. So depending on when you're listening to this, the next week is May 3rd, and that is when we are going to announce the winner live. All right, you guys. Well, I'm excited about that. I hope that you are too. So without any further ado, you guys, we are talking about a really important subject today. We are talking about listening. Now, I chuckle at this subject because all of you right now are listening to me. I am the speaker and you are the listener. The The thing about podcasts is that they are not dialogues. You know, I know that some of y'all talk back to this. I know because you write me these emails or you send me things on social and you're like, girl... When you said such and such and such, I had to pause it and I said, you know, so I know that y'all talk back. I love it. But the nature of a podcast is that you are listening. You are in an active state of listening. And what we don't realize is that we are listening most of the time in our lives. As a matter of fact, psychologists and communication experts say that 70% of our time, the time that we actually spend in life, 70 to 80% of that time is spent in some form of communication. And of that 70 to 80%, 45 to 55% of that is spent listening. So it isn't that we don't know how to listen, as maybe your spouse has told you, or you have told your spouse, right, or your partner, but it's that we are not the greatest of listeners. And there's a reason why. And so we're going to spend the next several minutes in this podcast talking about why we aren't always great listeners. And then I'm going to give you seven easy tips to become a better listener. Okay, so we're going to first start off with 
why we are not the greatest of listeners. First of all, blame it on the science. Did you know that our brains are actually wired to listen a lot quicker than people speak? Think about it. This is why we can finish somebody's sentence and not just your partner. A lot of people think, oh, I've been with this person for so long, I can finish their sentences. And that is true. But often you, even right now, as you're listening to me speak, you probably know where I'm going next. You are processing information at an incredibly rapid rate. And so we think a lot faster than people speak. Because of this, not only can we finish someone's sentence, but we can also cut people off because we already know what they're going to say. So it's like, you know, let's just get done with it. You know, let me just go ahead and say my thing because I already know what you're going to say. So let me go ahead and cut in. And this is why we're not good listeners. One of the reasons, at least. Another reason that we are not the greatest of listeners is because we actually, human beings, speak at an average rate of about 125 words per minute. That's a lot of words. But did you know that we can actually hear someone speak up to 400 words per minute if that was possible? So if I was talking really fast and I was right, and if I spoke at 400 words per minute, your brain could pick that up because you are able to process that much information at that rate of time. And so scientifically speaking, What happens with the other amount of time? What happens if we are able to listen at a 400 words per minute rate and someone's only speaking at a 125 minute rate? Well, we get bored. We literally tune out and we begin to fill that extra time up with other things like daydreaming, like what am I going to make for dinner? And usually when someone is speaking, We're doing other things at the same time. Some of you right now are driving, listening to a podcast, scolding a child behind you, texting on your phone, and doing something else. Like, this is just the nature of of who we are, who we have become, at least, as humans. And so if we are going to learn how to become better listeners, we are going to have to take captive these crazy habits that we do, and we are going to have to learn how to listen wholeheartedly. I actually have a talk that I give at different conferences and different places where I'm invited to speak about being a wholehearted communicator. Listening is a part of that. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between hearing and listening, because a lot of times we will mix those two up. We think, I hear you, I hear you, right? But we're really not listening. And do you know the reason that we get so offended and defensive when we say it like that, I hear you, is because the other person, they pick up, we're not actually listening. So hearing someone, like right now, you are hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth, but listening, it takes more effort, When you are actually listening, you are processing what I'm saying, you're understanding what I'm saying, and you are actually coming up with a response. Now, your response does not have to be verbal. Let me go ahead and get that out of the way firsthand. A lot of times when people speak to us, we feel like we have to respond verbally, but you don't. Your response can actually be behavioral. So if I'm encouraging you to become a better listener, then you don't have to write me an email and say, I understood you tell me that I need to be a better listener. No, your response can actually just be behavioral, become a better listener. Hearing is not listening. 
Hearing is very different. Think about this. Statistics show that if you hear a speaker speak, if you're in church or you're in class or you're at work, you're listening to someone speak, you're listening to a podcast, right? After 10 minutes, you only retain about 50% of what the person has said. That's on average. Now, after 48 hours, that percentage drops by another 50%. So that means that in 48 hours, you have only retained a quarter, 25% of what was actually spoken. Why? Because hearing is not listening. If you have ears that work and you don't have a lot of wax buildup, you can hear just fine. There's nothing wrong with our hearing. But the problem becomes what happens after we hear When the information travels into our ears, sometimes it gets lost in translation. Sometimes it literally goes in one ear and out the other ear because we don't take the time to process what was said. And this, my friends, is what causes all kinds of relationship problems. Your partner, the person that you're in a relationship with, is telling you something, trusting that you are going to respond to what they're saying, trusting that you're listening. But if you're only hearing and you're not listening, then you're not holding up your part of the communication relationship. And so there's going to be breakdowns there. And this happens in all of our relationships, and it happens often. And so I want to spend this time with you to talk about how we can be better listeners, how we can actually go from just nodding our heads aimlessly and having no idea what the person is talking about or why they're talking to us in the first place or why they're talking to us about this thing. We can go from that to actually becoming wholehearted communicators, wholehearted listeners. All right. So guys, I'm so excited about this episode. I love, love, love talking about this stuff. I practice this in my own life. One of the things that people tell me a lot about myself is that I'm a good listener. Now, y'all know I'm a pastor. And so being a pastor, there's lots and lots and lots of listening that happens. You are listening to people share their burdens, their problems, their prayer requests, their needs, their praise reports, their highs, their lows, their life. And if you're not a good listener, you're not going to be a very good pastor. But listen, friends, you don't have to become a pastor to be a good listener. You just have to have a heart. You have to develop empathy and you have to actually care about the person that you're in relationship with. Then make a commitment that you are going to get rid of the bad habits that just allow you to hear and you are going to actually start to develop new habits that will help you to become a better listener. All right, so are y'all ready for these seven tips? I can hear you, you know. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right, let's get into these. I'm so excited to talk about this with you all today. Okay, so numero uno. Now, if you're driving, don't take notes. If you're stationary, I want to encourage you to take some notes or go back and re-listen to this podcast because I am telling you guys If you practice these tips that I'm going to give you, your relationships are going to change. Mark my words. They're guaranteed to change. You just wait. I'm telling you. It's going to be great. All right. So number one, we're talking about seven tips to becoming a better listener. Number one, listen with your eyes. I cannot tell you guys the many a times. Now, Sean does not do this anymore because he has learned that I will not continue to talk to him if he does this. But if I'm talking to Sean and he's on his phone, where are his eyes? 
His eyes are on his phone. And occasionally he'll look up, you know, he'll give me that blank stare like, yeah, I'm listening, keep going. And then he'll go back to looking at his phone. That used to bother me so bad. And I wouldn't do anything about it. I would just keep on talking to him the whole time, even though inside I'm like, this man is not paying me any attention. And then one day I just stopped talking. I don't know how long of a silence it was, but he finally looked up like, why did you stop talking? And I said, I'm sorry, but if that's more important than me, then you go ahead and keep looking at your phone. I'll wait. Now, that's a boundary. We talk about boundaries a lot on this podcast, but I'm not going to talk to somebody while they're engrossed in something else. I'm sorry, but I'm valuable and what I have to say is valuable. That's not being prideful. That's just saying that I know who I am and I know what I'm bringing into this relationship. And if you don't know who I am and if you don't know what I'm bringing into this relationship and if you don't feel that my time is worth you looking up from your phone or what I'm saying is not worth you actually listening to, then Houston, we have a problem. Actually, you have a problem because I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. Okay? So listen with your eyes. If somebody is talking to you, give that person the respect of listening with your eyes. Now, if they catch you in the middle of something and you have to look at your phone or you have to be, you know, looking at the road, if you're driving, my goodness, please continue to look at the road. But if there is a situation where you just can't give them eye contact, then let that person know, hey, I'm listening to you right now. I'm waiting for this really important email to come through. And, you know, I just want you to know I'm, I'm checking my phone periodically just in case this email comes through or this text message or whatever. Or, hey, I'm driving right now and I want you to know that I'm listening to you, but I kind of need to keep my eyes on the road. You go with that? Great. I figured you might be good with that being that you are the passenger in my car. Okay. So let people know if you're not able to give them eye contact. Eye contact conveys so much. We could do an entire podcast episode on eye contact alone, but it conveys that you care. The eyes are the windows to the soul. So when my eyes meet your eyes, then we're making a soul connection. And this is why a lot of times when people are dishonest, they can't look at you. They can't give you eye contact. Why? Because you're making a soul connection and they don't want to connect with your soul because they know that they're being devious. So when you give someone eye contact, you are communicating. This is one of those nonverbal communicators that we're going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks. I'm just kind of giving you a little spoiler alert here. But when you communicate with your eyes, you are letting someone know that you matter to me. You are important enough for me to stop whatever I'm doing and give you my attention. So listen with your eyes. Then number two, you can actually listen to the feelings and not just the facts. You see, if I'm just listening with my ears, but I'm not looking at that person, I'm missing a whole bunch of cues. I'm missing all the nonverbals. I'm missing that person wander off into space while they're talking. I'm missing the tear that's welling up in their eye. I'm missing them fidgeting with their hands because they're nervous. I'm missing all of that if I'm not listening with my eyes. So the next thing is, number two, we want to listen to feelings and not just facts. I'm not just trying to listen to my partner to get all the facts straight, to get more information. No, I want to make a connection with that person that's speaking to me. And so it's super important that when we're listening, we're listening to what's being said. This is number three. Listen to what's being said and listen to what's not being said. 
We're listening to the verbal cues and the nonverbal cues. And there's tons of nonverbal cues. And again, we are going to devote an entire podcast episode to nonverbal communication. It's so important. But when you listen to what is being said, that's great. When you listen to what is not being said, that's even better. Now, a part of this listening to what is being said is also keeping ourselves accountable to not make assumptions. So if your spouse were to say something to you like, "Um, you know, I'm just really upset because every time that I try to talk to you about this, you tune me out. Now, that's what they communicated to you, okay? You then can't go and be like, "Mm mm-hmm. What you really meant to say was, that's not being a good listener. You can't put words in somebody's mouth and don't assume what they're not saying. Now, if you have a question, then you can certainly and should ask a clarifying question. I'm sorry, I I didn't understand what you meant when you said that I just tune you out. Can you give me some more information or can you give me an example? Can you help me understand how I do that or what you mean by that? right? That's a good clarifying question. You want to make sure that you're listening to what is actually being said, not putting words in their mouth, and then also listen to what is not being said. So numbers one, two, and three really kind of go hand in hand. I'm just going to say them again, just so that I can make sure that you guys got them. Number one is that you're going to listen with your eyes. Number two, you're listening to feelings, not just facts. Number three is you're going to listen to what is actually being said and listen to what is not being said, okay? Number four, you want to listen to the main point. Try your very best to not get off on tangents. Y'all, this is how arguments happen. One person will come to their partner with a, a complaint or a conflict or a concern, and they'll give their partner the main point. I'm upset because I feel like I'm parenting alone. And then what will happen is they'll give examples. Y'all, we know how to communicate. If we think about it, like we do pretty good communicating for the most part. So they'll usually give some examples. Because, you know, last week when you told me that you were going to pick up the kids and you forgot and then I had to stop everything that I'm doing to go pick up the kids. And, you know, that really made me feel like I was alone. Now, what will happen sometimes is the person who's not a good listener will say, no. I didn't call you to tell you to go pick up the kids. I sent you a text message. If you look at your phone right now, you will see a text message. I did not call you. And y'all, what does it matter? Whether you called, whether you text message, the point is, is that that person has communicated to you that they feel alone, that they feel like they are parenting alone. And what bad listeners do, or people who have bad listening skills, I should say. I'm sorry. People who have bad listening skills, what they do is they focus on the minors. They major on the minors. Y'all have heard that saying, right? And they're not listening for the main point. So they'll get off on tangents about things that don't really matter. And so now y'all are having a full-out argument over whether it was a phone call or a text message. And you're scrolling through your phone trying to find the text message at 541. It wasn't 541. It was 445. Who cares? The point is, The person feels alone. So let's talk about the main point. Do not allow yourself to get off on tangents. And if you're communicating with somebody who's constantly getting off on tangents, then you're going to have to help them to get back to the main point by saying, okay, you know what? 
It could have been a phone call. It could have been a text message. I'm not really sure at this point. That's not really what I'm trying to communicate to you, though. What I'm trying to get you to understand is that I feel alone. Can you understand how I feel alone? So you kind of got to bring them back to the main point. Number five, listen wholeheartedly. And I kind of talked about this a little bit a while ago when I said that you have to pay attention. When we were kids, we used to say these your mama jokes, right? And I just could not help myself, y'all. I got to tell you. So and we used to be like, your mama's so short that she can't even sit on the curb. Or your mama's so broke that she can't even pay attention. Uh, somebody's going to retweet that today. I know it. I feel it. I feel it in my spirit. I feel it. We have to pay attention. And I talked about this listening with the eyes. But when you are a wholehearted listener, you're listening with your eyes, you're listening with your ears, and you're listening empathetically with your heart. You're listening to what that person is trying to communicate. Now, I know that there are some men who are listening to me right now like, Dana, okay, this is too much. Hashtag this too much. I understand that. And what I'm not trying to say is that you have to become like, oh, so emotional when you're listening to somebody. But you do need to have a heart and you do need to try to understand where this person is coming from. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be super emotional. It just means that you do need to learn how to practice empathy, even if you don't agree. Do you know what empathy says? Empathy says, I'm willing to put myself in your shoes. So going back to that example of the spouse who said, I feel like I'm parenting alone. If you're a wise spouse, if I can say it that way, you're not going to take offense to that. What you're going to do is you're going to be empathetic and you're going to say, man, I wonder how that would feel like to parent alone. Man, that's a lot of responsibility. That's a lot of weight. And it's not fair because my spouse isn't a single parent. So, wow, I, I can understand how they feel. You don't have to agree. It's okay. Because what do we say in this podcast? The purpose of communication is not agreement, but understanding. So it's not about agreeing here. It's can you listen empathetically? Can you listen wholeheartedly? All right. Number six, listen to understand, not to respond. And again, we just talked about this. So when you are a good listener, you are not listening so you can have a comeback, a clap back. You're not doing that. You're listening so that you can understand what is being said. This is like if a parent gets a phone call from a teacher, like none of us want that, right? None of us want, listen, I tell my kids, don't you have these people calling me? I do not want to talk to your teachers. No offense. Because usually teachers are not calling to tell you that your child is wonderful. Usually they're calling when it's a problem. But if we get a teacher who calls us, we have to be willing to listen, not to respond, but to understand what's happening in that classroom from that teacher's perspective. Now, is that teacher 100% right? No. However, good listeners listen to understand the situation. And then after we have all the facts, we can make a better assessment. The Bible is really clear about people who speak before listening. In Proverbs 18, 13, it says, if you give an answer before you fully hear, it is to your folly and your shame. We don't use the word folly a lot. Basically, God is calling you a fool, okay? He's like, fool, you cannot speak before you actually listen. You got to listen to the whole thing. You don't just listen for bits and pieces and come up with a response. 
learn to listen. And in the book of James, James chapter one, it says that we should all be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to become angry. Remember, slow to speak. We're slow to speak because we're spending more time listening, or at least we should be, listening to what is being said, listening to understand and not to respond. And then number seven, finally, we need to listen without judgments or preconceived notions. So I'm going to read to you guys a little riddle. I want you to pay attention, okay? Listen, listen. We say that. So I say it all the time. I say it all the time. Sean gets so tired of me saying that. I'm like, listen. And it's not like a, he used to be like, why are you talking to me like that? And I was like, Sean, you need to get with it. You need to get on social media. Everybody says, listen, okay? Listen. All right, so listen to this little riddle. It says, two moose are sitting on a log talking about baseball. One is little and one is big. The little moose is the big moose's son, but the big moose is not the little moose's father. How is this possible? All right, I feel like I need to play some Jeopardy music here. I'm going to read it again. Two moose are sitting on a log talking about baseball. One is little and the other is big. The little moose is the big moose's son, but the big moose is not the little moose's father. How is this possible? All right, what, what's the answer? I should, listen, I should give you guys a $50 Amazon gift card if you get this right, but I'm not going to do that. You got to go write a podcast review. Okay, what's the answer? The big moose is the little moose's mother. (laughs) Some of y'all got that. Some of y'all are like, what? Go back and rewind. Listen again. Okay. So why do we think that? Like, why are we stumped at that little riddle? Because we came into that conversation with a preconceived notion. Most of us, when we heard two moose are sitting on a log, we immediately developed a word picture in our mind as to what that scene looked like. And most of us did not see a female sitting on a log because what we have been taught and and conditioned to believe is that if there are two moose sitting on a log talking about baseball, well, then they must be guys. Now, let's not ask ourselves why we're not afraid of speaking animals here. That's not the point. The point is, is that we have believed that this idea of Older man talking to son, showing him the ropes, teaching him about the game of life. We never thought it was a mother. And this is what happens in life, y'all. When we come into conversations and we've got preconceived notions and ideas and judgments, we can't fully listen or accurately listen because our judgments are clouding the way. And in order to be more effective listeners, we have to learn to listen without preconceived notions. This is difficult. This is probably one of the hardest things on this list because we have to empty ourselves of our own judgments. And it takes a lot of heart to do that, to come into a conversation and say, I'm willing to lay my judgments down. Everything that I think I know about the situation, I'm willing to set it aside. Doesn't mean I'm going to completely destroy it or discard it, but I'm just going to set it aside so that I can hear with an open mind and an open heart. So I'm going to run through these seven tips to become a better listener one more time. Number one, listen with your eyes. Number two, listen to the feelings, not just the facts. Number three, listen to what is actually being said and what is not being said. Number four, 
Listen to the main point. Don't get off on tangents. Number five, listen wholeheartedly. Number six, listen to understand, not to respond. And then number seven, listen without judgments or preconceived notions. Okay, simple. Go ahead and become better listeners. Have a great day, right? Yeah, yeah. If it were that easy, we would all be doing it. And the truth of the matter is, y'all, I'm still growing and learning how to be an even better listener every single day. My children help me a lot. My daughter, Kayla, bless her soul. Kayla loves to tell stories that last 2,000 hours. So when Kayla's telling me stories, I'm like, mm, who is the main character in this story? Where, where are we? Where's the setting? I have no idea what is happening right now. I am being held captive by this girl who is telling me this story, my daughter. And all the while, I'm nodding and smiling. Mm -hmm. Or if we're on FaceTime, or if it's in text, which, Father forbid, if she's telling me a story in text. But I have to act like I'm interested. I hope Kayla's not listening to this episode. But I have to act like I'm interested because that's my child and I love her. And I want her to know that I'm interested in what she's interested in. But bless, if we cannot get to a point within five minutes... I had to tell Kayla sometimes, Kayla, I'm sorry. I have five minutes. I don't have five hours today to listen to this story. But with that, I have to also make sure that I am doing all of these seven steps, y'all, that I'm listening with my eyes. Obviously, if we're in the same vicinity or if we're on FaceTime, that I'm listening with my eyes, that I'm being a wholehearted listener, that I'm listening for the main points, that, you know, I'm listening to what's been trying to figure out her feelings. I'm doing all these things. I'm processing all these things. So the reason that I'm telling you all that is because this is a work in process. You aren't going to go from being like a sucky listener today to being amazing and being invited to speak at TED Talks about listening tomorrow. There's going to be a little bit of a process. So maybe take these seven steps and think about what is one thing that I can start working on right now? If it's the whole eye contact thing, start there. For some of you, it's the laying down the preconceived notions and the judgments. Start there. Think about what is one thing that I can start this week that I can practice and ask your people for feedback. Ask your kids. Kids will tell you. You got any elementary kids in your house? They're your little Holy Spirit guides. You ask them anything, they will tell you the truth. And speaking of kids, this is a fun fact. Two fun facts I want to give you, actually. Number one, did you know that listening actually declines with age? That's why even as you're practicing these skills and all the things, and I pray that you do, but understand that the older that you get, your listening skills actually decline. That's why little six-year-olds remember everything. Ask a little six-year-old what you said last week. They'll tell you the entire conversation. Go ask your 45-year-old husband what you said two hours ago. He don't know. He didn't forgot. But you ask your six-year-old, they're going to know. Because kids are really, really, really good listeners. Do I have a witness? Sean and I will be in a whole nother part of the house having a whole conversation. And Colin will be in a whole nother part. He's our 13-year-old. Be in a whole nother part of the house and be like, would you say, Mom? I was not speaking to you. That's what I said. Okay? So anyways, second fun fact is that do you realize that women are typically better listeners than men? 
This is not just a old wives tale, y'all. This is true. This is science. Why? Because when men listen, they only use one half of their brain, while women actually engage both lobes. So if you're a woman listening right now, you've got a little bit of an advantage. You can still employ these seven steps to become even better. If you're a dude, my man, you got some works to do, okay? Go ahead and engage both of those lobes. Now, how do you do that? You're like, how can I break apart? You just said it was science. I have an excuse. Listen, you do have an excuse scientifically, but you can still learn these skills. And all of us can. And this is why I'm encouraging us all to go through these seven steps, to think about what is one tip that we can take away from today and practice that. And then begin to build upon that and begin to build upon that. Get feedback as you go. If your family or your friends or your spouse or whoever is telling you that you're not a good listener, don't go to them and say, I'm going to become a better listener. You just watch. Don't tell them. Just start listening better. And then in a couple of weeks, ask them, have you noticed that I've actually been listening to you more? Or do you feel that I've been listening to you more? And see what they say. So I'm excited, you guys, about the the fruit that's going to come from this podcast episode today. Y'all, we can do this. Our relationships matter, and our relationships are worthy of us being better listeners. So on that note, I'm going to send you over to Apple Podcasts because I know you've got those fingers ready to write that review so that you can enter into the podcast review contest. If you're listening to this after May 3rd, I'm sorry. I'm just going to tell you, I'm sorry. I know that this is non-applicable at this point. But remember, we are going to announce live on next week's podcast episode, May 3rd episode, who the winner is. I'm so excited to announce that and to be able to gift you with that $50 Amazon gift card. Well, you all, it has been my absolute pleasure, as it always is, to come before you and to speak on a topic that I'm super passionate about, communication I'm super passionate about, but especially listening. So, Go off and have a great day, have some great conversations, and more importantly, be a great listener. I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Scripture and brain science agree. Meditating on God's Word transforms us and reduces stress in our lives. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week I give you space to hear God's Word, listen to the Spirit, and pray about what's on your heart. And then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.